0: Welcome to Watershed's December podcast. My name's Mark Cosgrove and I'm the Head of Programme here at Watershed in Bristol. This time of year prompts reflection on the highs and lows of the rapidly fading year, so allow me to indulge in that much-loved and time-honoured tradition of best and worst lists. To begin at the beginning, as the original Dylan might have said, in January-February this year, there were three of the strongest films on release. The Romanian film Four Months, Three Weeks, Two Days, The Coen Brothers' No Country for Old Men and Julian Schnabel's The Diving Bell and The Butterfly. All three should be in any self-respecting cinephile's top ten. They were and are exceptional films. Four Months, Three Weeks and Two Days in particular was one of the most powerful cinema experiences I have had. It combined a gripping narrative, excellent performances with cinematic vision and signalled the burgeoning renewed cinematic strength of a neglected country's film industry. That renewed strength was also evident at the end of this year in Encounters Short Film Festival. Radu Jude, who won last year's Encounters with The Tube in the Hat, had a new one in, Alexandra, in this year's festival. If his short films are anything to go by, he'll be the next in line for an amazing feature film from Romania. Remember, you heard it here first. The Cone Brothers' return to dark noir was simply exceptionally bleak, exquisitely controlled, and a haircut and heavy bardem which deserves some kind of award itself. Artist Julian Schnabel proved in The Diving Bell and the Butterfly that he is one hell of a visionary filmmaker. Moving on to March and April, Garage, from Ireland, directed by Leonard Abrahamson was a beautifully sustained portrait of misunderstandings, loneliness and rural life. A great central performance from Irish comedian Pat Short, playing straight, gave the film a crushingly emotional core. Swedish director Roy Anderson is one of my favourite directors and You the Living delivered his deadpan surreal charm in spades. Pure cinematic joy. With the exception of Oliver Assayas's wonderfully observed summer hours, there is a gap on the feature film front till the autumn, with quiet chaos, which I thoroughly enjoyed, and which the critics didn't really. Then came the arthouse big hitters. Ulrich Seidel's import-export I have been talking about long enough, but will only reiterate that it is not only a great piece of cinema, a pinnacle of the art of film. It is one of the most important films to come out of Europe since Fassbinder, Herzog and Wenders shook us all up in the 70s. After import-export, Steve McQueen's Hunger was the most intense cinematic experience. I've seen it three times now, and it gets more compelling with each viewing. Powerful subject matter, but realised in an exceptional way. The rhythm of the film and filmmaking is incredible. In November, *Waltz with Bashir again dealt with a powerful subject matter in the most extraordinary way, and took animation to new heights. To some extent it is a documentary but in the way that Apocalypse Now was a documentary on Vietnam. So in descending order my list would be 10 Quiet Chaos, 9 Garage, 8 Jar City, 7 Walks with Bashir, 6 Summer Hours, 5 Diving Bell and the Butterfly, 4 You the Living, 3 4 months 3 weeks 2 days 2 Hunger and at number one, Import Export. Added on to that are the best reissues, which mention has to go to the joy of finally seeing Vim Vendor's Alice in the Cities back on the big screen. The wonderful melodrama of Vincenti Minelli's Some Came Running, with that dream team of old blue eyes, Dino, and Shirley. And last but not least, the sheer heartwarming celestial romance and imagination. Of Powell and Pressburgers, a matter of life and death. So, moving on from top tens, and to get you in the mood for award season, here are some of my own awards. My Revelation Award goes to Icelandic film Jar City, a brilliantly atmospheric thriller set in the otherworldly country that is Iceland, haunting and haunted. It also gets the award for the most stomach churning food ever eaten on film. Try not thinking too long in that boiled sheep's head scene. My Where Did That Come From Award to I've Loved You So Long which I could never even remember the proper title but which surprised me by being so hugely popular. So popular in fact that we've brought it back for Christmas. My award to myself for my worst decision thinking the Duchess was going to work when I knew deep down it was going to be a retread of British Heritage Cinema. Don't you just hate it when you prove yourself right and wrong at the same time? My award to myself for my best decision, taking up filmmaker-artist John Smith's suggestion to screen his excellent Hotel Diaries series as a feature film in the cinema. I saw it as an installation in Tampere in Finland, where John first mooted the idea of playing it like a proper film. We got it at a press screening in London and into a handful of other cinemas across the country. In retrospect, we probably didn't do the film or John any favours. Audiences were pretty terrible, and maybe it would get a more sympathetic outing in the gallery and art world. But, Professor Ian Christie has made it one of the top films from 2008 in the recent Sight and Sound poll. He describes it as a deeply engaging work that provokes an unexpected comparison with the master of oblique polemic, Chris Marker. So, watch this space. My confession for the year? I haven't seen Gamora yet. Highlights of the year? Bristol based filmmaker Esther May Campbell winning the Best of British award at this year's Encounters Short Film Festival. She was quite rightly identified by Screen International as a rising star. Watch her ascendancy over the forthcoming year. Also to the home team of Sam Hearn and Richard Penfold for following the success at the London Film Festival by winning two awards at Encounters for the powerful short, Leaving. My Lowlight. Paddy Considine, using his luminescent star charm to get the Encounters audience behind him to watch a clip of his performance in Hot Fuzz over my choice of him in the Bourne Ultimatum as his Encounters question and answer session pleasurably ran over time. To look forward to? The fab animator Joanna Quinn providing a drawing of Beryl for Watershed's Animation Wall of Fame. If you're listening, Joanna... No pressure, but please. The forthcoming Slapstick Festival, and in particular the Ukulele Orchestra of Great Britain playing to archive silent British film, a mouth-watering prospect. Those interviews from encounters of Paddy Considine, Esther May Campbell and Joanna Quinn will become available at dshed.net forward slash talks during December. For info on Slapstick fun in January, visit slapstick.org.uk Do email me your own thoughts on cinematic highs and lows of 08. marketwatershed.co.uk Look forward to seeing you in the new one.